Now imagine waking up at 8 a.m. to that. <laughs> That's just downloading in the background, and then you can just hear that while you're making your morning coffee. Yeah. Well, Agilist Podcast people, welcome back to Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 1. Hopefully you listened to our warm-up. Um, hot take on all the sex and incest show. If you haven't, maybe check that out. That's pretty yeah, funny. Pretty but uh, we just watched episode one, and we've got some things to say about it. I'm here in studio with Axel and Alex. As always, how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm yep. Alex. Alex doesn't sound weird yeah, at all. No, not at all. What about I'm, you, Axel? I'm doing fine. Great. Um, we got a lot of things to get to today. Uh, so let me start out with this summary. Did you guys write a summary for this episode? Not in 104 <laughs> characters. I was trying to do something, but then I was like, nah, it's just, it, you can you can kind of sum this up in like one sentence. <laughs> well, why didn't you? That would have definitely met the criteria. It was like their, their wet, hot American summer episode. It is. It's wet, hot American Winterfell. Yeah. Um, okay, well, here's what I wrote. Christmas at the Starks. John's family doesn't like his new girlfriend. Northerners kind of suck now. Sansa is smarter than everyone else and knows it. Brandon, the humorless, has no time for your bullshit. And John thinks lying to protect someone less honorable is less honorable than adultery. So that pretty much is what I got out of this episode. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I kind of thought it was like summer camp was coming to an end and everyone's saying they're like kind of goodbyes. A lot of relationships budded and now they're (laughs) over and they need to go to new places and Things are a little awkward, but they're going to get through it because uh, it was just summer camp and winter's coming. (laughs) Zing. Oh. I kind of thought, yeah, I thought it was the opposite. Everyone comes home from college, goes back to their small town. Now there's this new girl from L.A. And, you know, she's dating the, you know, the high school football player. And now everyone's like giving her the stink eye, Mm. including his sister. Yeah, this is this is kind of like their Garden State episode, isn't it? I guess. I don't remember that movie. Great reference, though. <laughs> but this episode was pretty okay, though, right? What did you guys think? I don't think they gave us much. You know, like, they gave us the things that we were, like, waiting 600 days for. You know, you get the, the who's going to tell John. And, you know, everybody's chatting to chatting about, like, where they've been to each other. But they didn't do anything else. I mean, they give you gratuitous dragons and boobs. I feel like they gave you what they had to give you. Like these are things that if they, they didn't, if they didn't exist yet, or in the show, like towards the end, you would have mm-hmm. been like furious. So I should I should just shut shut the fuck up and just eat my gruel, right? And just Whoa. like be happy with I mean, what I got. Yeah, you got food, man. Who cares if it's just like a craft single on some bread? Yeah. But uh, you know, there there's some good parts. Uh, uh, what were your good parts, Bobby? Uh, I didn't have any. I thought oh. it was ter- no. I'm kidding. My, I did write, I wrote three scenes I thought were good and rose above the rest of all the awkward meet and greets that seemed to be kind of the whole episode. So I thought the Hound, Gendry, and Arya in the Metal Forge was a pretty good scene. I thought that it, the comedy landed and it wasn't as cheesy as some of the other ones. Mm. It didn't have the snipey pettiness of who's vying for, you know, who who... Like, John, I thought that you, you know, I thought that it was me and you, brother and sister. No, it's it's me and you, like, aunt and nephew and our wedding bed, like, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, so, I, you know, this, this, this scene to me just worked best, and Maisie Williams has, is pretty charming in these scenes, and I think it, it, it wasn't like, uh, it didn't feel like it was some weird acting going on. Did you, did you get, did you get the feeling that, the Hound and Gendry were a little too impersonal. Yeah, I did feel that way. I felt like he was talking to someone that he'd never met before, when meanwhile, Gendry was part of SEAL Team 6 that went above the wall. Kind of saved his life? Yeah, kind of. Kind of went back and sent that text message so that Danny could come save them. So Send, send nudes. Yeah. <laughs> Hot pie. <laughs> oh, WD, what are you doing? Who is this? Oh, this is Gendry. Sorry. I just, I, John, John gave me your number. We're in trouble right now. Come get us. So It was kind of like the Hound uh, meeting his long-lost da- daughter and uh, her ex-boyfriend's there, and you don't remember him. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just trying to play it cool. Yeah, I felt like that scene was a little bit like in a role-play game where you show up to a shop just to sell your wares so you can make some quick coin. And you're just like smashing a button. 
yeah, trying to get through the conversation, like, just saying the cool, top cool, of... cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, can I sell my shit here? Um, I thought the Jora Danny Sam scene was also pretty good. It also had some comedy that wasn't terrible, where Sam's like, "Oh, I'm which man am I?" You know, haha. <laughs> it's very Sam like to 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 just be silly. I feel like that's kind of what his character is. He did that thing that we were talking about it during the show. Um, the show does this several times where they do the whole like uh, Jet Li like pops out of the the side. Yeah, it's the <laughs> second <laughs> time it happens because in when in the hall when Sansa goes Lord Umber, he just pops out from behind two grown people like, and then Sam does it too. I, they the failure was they didn't do it a third time. Right, like oh, that really? joke needs to happen twice. Like I don't think they realized that that was funny, <laughs> so they should have done it three times. But significantly, I thought it, it was meaningful because it ties into this theme of family that we'll get into later about how Sam had a family, Danny murdered them, and she's just been like a fucking wave, just mowing people down whenever she can. She's like, "Well, peace didn't work, so it's time for me to charbroil." all these motherfuckers and she comes face to face with someone who she's there to thank for doing something awesome for her and is someone she considers an ally and then she kind of has to tell him uh i also murdered your dad and your brother because they simply wouldn't kneel down to me and the men right they killed she killed all the oh yeah she killed like a bunch of them well some of them i think stood with the tarleys them them two dudes i thought that scene was so funny though like the way, it, like the timing, the comedic timing of Danny telling you, like, yeah, one by one, like I'm telling you every single thing, and then your horse, and then you. <laughs> yeah, it's my horse. Okay. Cool. What about my brother? What about? Wait, it's like in Saving Private Ryan where he starts crying. It's like you. Uh, what's the what's the, what's the character? Wait, John John Ryan. You're Sam Tarley. I'm no, John I'm Ryan. Sam Barley. <laughs> All right, what else, what else did you guys like about this? Not that scene in particular, just anything in the show. Again, we know not, not a ton happened. I li- I, okay, the other scene, it's kind of corny, but I like the, the um, S- Jon Snow and Arya showing each other swords. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. I thought it was really weird, though, where he goes like, uh, have you killed anybody with it? And she says, one or two. And yeah, he pulled, that's it. when he pulls out his sword. And he's like he they they missed the obvious, which would be like him going like this mode down like a hundred, <laughs> you know, like bragging about this. Yeah, thing. he wrecked a lot of people. Yeah, he kind of sees her looking at it, and he's like, okay. Also, that sword is as big as Jon Snow. It's really? Like, I mean, it's fucking huge. The sword. Hmm. Like, ever notice that? Well, he can't... it's a massive sword. All those swords are massive. <laughs> yeah, but it's his is just comically funny because it's a huge. What do they call that? Is that a broadsword or a longsword when you uh, have to hold it with two, uh, two hands? I mean, a bastard sword. All right, Alex, what do you have to say about this? Um, honestly, I liked uh, the whole Sansa and uh, Tyrion. It was, uh, I think, a little cute moment. It wasn't really cute. It was kind of like a bad breakup ended up happening. And now they're meeting at a party for the first time, and they're like, hey, you know, remember when I was, like, at your, you know, what, brother-in-law's wedding, and you murdered him? And it was, like, kind of sucked. And then they blamed me, and then to get out of it, I had to crawl through a bunch of shit. Yeah, I kind of had to explain why you left, because everyone knew you didn't like him so much. That was pretty bad, right? She's like, actually, it wasn't. My girlfriend? Yeah, I had to strangle her. Yeah, yeah. Things haven't been going good for me. So Sansa won the breakup is really what, what definitely won the breakup. She's <laughs> Ooh, do you better. think so? Well, uh, she she kind of fell. She kind of lost for a while. At this point, I think she's she's probably won. She's a different woman. She didn't. Things didn't work out too well for her when she came up to the north both a few seasons ago. She's both insecure. of them are in that. Now she's got like new dresses. She's got a new look. She's doing her makeup and hair different. She's uh, friends with her sister again. Yeah, yeah. And her sister's her a crazy psychopathic murderer. Did you notice how? orange her hair was in the opening scene when the dragons like fly more than light you know when it's snowing on the ground the light Listen, just reflects they probably that. had the same people doing that hair as they had doing amber Heard's hair in, Aqu- in aquaman okay it's just like <laughs> the same ridiculous <laughs> terrible coloring well S- same guy i definitely think they're trying to make her look a lot more like her mother from season one there 
um, and showing how she, because her mother would always be looking down from the balconies when yeah. the kids were shooting arrows. And yeah, it's pretty meaningful, I think. Was Sansa um, less redheaded in the beginning of the show? Like, did did, like did Joffrey like want him to like dye her, want her to dye her hair at, at a certain point? I don't remember that. This could be meaningless speculation. Well, what are the type of hair dye and beauty products they have in Westeros? Yeah, it's probably just blood. Anyway, let's get to the the most important scene that happens here. I'm just going to jump right to the end because I think this is what everyone was waiting for, including us. Sam tells John the truth about his parentage. So if you listen to our warm-up show, we had a lot of funny things to say about this. I thought they were funny. How do you think this... Did this live up to your guys' expectation of how this scene was going to go? Nah. No. I mean, it did a little bit. I mean, like, (laughs) how did you expect it to go? He was like, John, I'm trying to explain this to you in the most basic terms. Well, well, that's the thing. You said it's like they were having a conversation about their parentage. But it's not about... Like this is this is a theme that you you we were all alluding to, right? That it's like everything in this show, everybody misses the fucking point. And in that in that one instance, they didn't really give you because what we wanted was a conversation about like like, hey man, you're screwing your aunt. And this was kind of like a way of telling him that, hey, you know, don't don't worry about that just yet. You're the king, but you're the king. But do you think, like, Sam doesn't know he's banging his aunt? And, like, like would it would have been weird if this, like, John grabs Sam by the shoulders and he's like, she could be pregnant. <laughs> and, then, and then Sam's just like, oh. Yeah, I, like, that would have been great. That's what I kind of wanted, yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely what we all want in terms of comedy. I Well, I talked myself into wanting this to be really funny. Um, yeah. And it kind of wasn't. And, yeah, I... Is he so freaked out because in his head he's thinking about the fact that, you know, he's, he's banging his aunt. But the other part of me thinks he's so dense in that entire scene that he may not even be dawning on him until that scene's over, like in real time. Like he was, goes back to his room and is like, ah, oh, what? And then he starts doing the mental gymnastics and he's like, wait a minute, two <laughs> plus two times two. Yeah, man. Oh my god. I'm surprised somebody hasn't made that webcomic yet. That would be amazing. Just him sitting on the edge of his bed, just looking at the ground, just like, oh man, I gotta go to dinner now. It's it's cool, it's cool. Targaryens think that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. When when the scene started, I was kind of prepared for that to to sound like where it was gonna go. Let's 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 go do it. Don't worry, I'll I'll come in at the end and I'll I'll fill in the blanks for him. But Sam, you just gotta get you just gotta get, get the conversation going. Um, I actually have that clip here. What are you doing out here? Waiting for an old friend. It's time to tell John the truth. <laughs> You're you should have just said, you know, they left me here. Shouldn't you tell him? Since the fucking parade. <laughs> I'm not his brother. They always forget about me. He trusts you they more than me. used to be anyone. a tree, you know. Now's the time. Yeah, you just you you go on ahead, and I'll I'll meet you in there. <laughs> like it's cool. <laughs> I'm just gonna be out here. Also, yeah, like why? What are you doing out here? It's the only thing that doesn't make a lot of sense that gets addressed by a character yeah. in the show. Okay. Yeah, in three scenes, there were three scenes, right? He says he's waiting for an old friend. So we learn. Yeah, okay. you you don't know who it is, no, do you? No, no, you don't. So <laughs> you you end up having. Uh, multiple different occurrences where you think it's going to be you're like oh is it sam uh-huh. uh and then finally at the end of the episode definite spoiler is that jamie ends up making eye contact dressed in plain clothes immediately you notice he's not wearing his shiny golden armor yeah oh, he's ronin listen let me ask you something about that though i have a hard time because i kind of think that brand is not like he always like says i'm not brand right like i'm the three-eyed raven i'm this other thing yeah. right kind of is it kind of like the pope where you're like, or like a king or a queen, where you're just like this title, you're no longer that person, kinda, or only when it suits you. Because he says an old friend, right? Like you get the joke at the end of the show where it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> he's being sarcastic, but he's not Bran, so it's not really like. What, where, 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 where does it end? Where so does it that's end? that's my theory. I don't think he's waiting for Jamie. I actually think he's waiting for the Night King, and I think uh. Bran's. <gasps> Bran's just gonna be sitting there through this whole battle in his little chair. Battle ends up being lost. Right. Night King 
kicks open the gate and just walks in and Bran's like, well, I've been waiting for you, old friend. Right here. But he's like totally frozen over it. He looks like... Uh... <laughs> no, he's just like someone just piled blankets on him. Maybe there's a corpse like falling next to him. He just looks like Jack Torrance in like the maze, in, in the hedge maze, just like frozen over. But he's a lot, like he's blinking. Icicles mm. are falling off of his eyes. Um, yeah, I just, I just think it's funny how that scene might have went. Where it's like, Bran, you want us to roll you inside? And he's like, no, 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 it's cool. I'm waiting for something. Like, when are they going to get here? I don't know. Also, in that clip you just played, he ended up saying, John's not my brother. So that's another thing to end up considering, that he has, like, ascended his uh, previous shell of a body that used to be his brother's body. Right. Well, yeah, it could be doubly meaningful because... He's, He's like, biologically not the brother, but obviously everyone else in the Stark gang is still this theme of family. Where they're like, well, we're still we're still family, yeah. right? And Whereas Bran is like, nah, fuck you brothers guys. of the Night Watch. As well. I don't think so. No, I came back from art school and I'm different now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I'm not in. I took a philosophy class. Um, okay, let's move on. I we touched on family as being one of these themes. It's mentioned a lot. Tyrion uh, talking about Cersei and how she has something to live for. So Cersei is now trying to start another family in the midst of all this chaos. Uh, John and Arya at the Weirwood Tree. This is where they have a little bit of a back and forth about, you know, what what to do about Danny. Uh, he's like, "You're defending Sansa." She's like, "You know, she's family," and he's like, "Well, she's my family too." Euron, interestingly, ugh, interestingly, says it to Yara. We're family. I don't yeah. think he's ever said that, really, unless it was like a joke. He sounded almost half serious. And the other scene we mentioned where Danny kind of realizes that all this chaos that's being created is, is touching the families of people that are like on her side. Like, it's not black and white. It's, it's like people are getting hurt by this that are close to her, you know? So, yeah. Does she really care about Sam's family? She's like, well, that was hard. Whew. Time to go drink some wine. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her character. I think they're doing her a disservice with the writing, at least in terms of her physicality. She doesn't do anything but stand up straight and walk around. I think she's going to die soon. I kind of hope so. I, I think she's going to die real soon. Because think about, like, uh, in the we were watching the first episode before the, the this new one would um, premiere, and... Ned Stark does that, right? Like he he has this whole moment where he teaches Jon Snow about like what the um, like you, sometimes you have to dole out justice if, even if you don't like it, right? Yeah, and then he gets his head cut off. Yeah, and then he gets his head cut off. There, there's a there's a theme. Um, okay, I also wrote down missing the big picture where things get really really petty. I was extremely Dude. frustrated by people's attitudes with the whole. You left a king, like now you're not. What you said, you were, I was, John's like. I brought back an army. I brought back dragons, and a Targaryen queen. Like, do you love? Did you marry her? Did you bend the knee because you love her, or to save the North? And I'm like, does it really matter? It's necessary. So, I guess part of this is, in the midst of all this world-ending chaos, people are still caught up in their own local bullshit, but. Like, I'm here pulling my hair out watching this episode going, why can't you guys just save this for later? Yeah. Just save this for later. You know, it seems petty because they only have, you know, what, 50 minutes to do this? But it would have been a lot more interesting if you knew what the different, like, factions were. Because you know, like, there's more politics involved there in those groups of people while he was gone and now that he's back and what they all hope to gain after a war. Yeah. Let's play that Liana Mormont clip because I have that here, too. Your Grace. But you're not, are you? You left Winterfell a king and came back a... I'm not sure what you are now. A lord? Nothing at all? It's not important. Not important? We named you King in the North. Yeah, so everyone's, you know, upset. You did, my lady. It was the honor of my life. I'll always be grateful for your faith. Weak speech. 
When I left Winterfell, I told you we need allies or we will die. I have brought those allies home to fight alongside us. Let me spell it out for you guys. I had a choice. Keep my crown or protect the North. I chose the North. See, spelling it out for them. Yeah, but it's not getting through, man. So now Tyrion has to, has to help him out, make a better speech. If anyone survives the war to come, we'll have Jon Snow to thank. He risked his life to show us the threat is real. Thanks to his courage, we have brought with us the greatest army the world has ever seen. We Better have brought speech. two full-grown dragons. A little more convincing. <laughs> and soon the Lannister army will ride north to join our cause. Boo! <laughs> okay, then lost the crowd there. <laughs> I know, I know, our people haven't been friends in the past. But we must fight together now. Or die. May I ask, how are we meant to feed the greatest army the world has ever seen? Uh, see, you know what the... You know Zing. What the, yeah, I mean, not really. Because, like, I feel like those two speeches, right? Like, one, Jon Snow, like you said, spelling and out for him. And then Tyrion goes, okay, that's falling flat because he's just being too literal. Like, yeah, I right. gotta go out there and, like, shine and make it a little... But he makes the same argument in a different way. Yeah. And it still doesn't. Like, it, was, it was kind of a... John's like, boy, that went bad. He's like, hold, hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Sansa does the same thing where it's like, okay, coming back to practicality, right? What about these fucking dragons? I don't even think it's practicality. I think she's like, I can't remember. I don't have the visual clip in front of us. She might as well be looking directly in the face of Daenerys as she says that. Yeah. She, she might as well be saying, uh, you're the reason why all the northerners are going to starve because of you and your stupid effing dragons. I'm like, yeah. you guys like stop bickering right now? Like, we're at the <laughs> dinner table, you know? It's like, I don't but know. But she, yeah, Danny wins the argument there, right? She's like, anything they want. Yeah, I mean, she kind of <laughs> wins the sniping yeah, battle, but you kind of win a lot of battles when you have dragons, you know? I mean, to the crowd, though, like, Sansa definitely ended up winning. Oh, yeah, for sure, because she's totally defending everyone's point like everyone's on Sansa's side mm -hmm. no one's on Tyrion's side because he's a Lannister on the side of Daenerys mm -hmm. he's three steps away from being getting any any credit right because you have Sansa Jon Daenerys and Tyrion this is the order in which the northern houses are going to be listening to you so him coming in from the back and trying to Indian run his way to the front and make something like make a case is mm -hmm. totally not working time for an ad read this podcast is brought to you by Enswell Bistro and Bar uh, for the best, finest Vietnamese and French cuisine in all of Brooklyn, seven seven three Fulton Street, Brooklyn, New York. Opening in May, we think. I hope. So, do you think they're gonna win the battle for Winterfell? Great question. No. I think they're gonna have to vacate. You think? I think yeah. the question is, how badly is it going to go? I think know? it's going to be a decisive defeat. It's going to destroy their army. I think they're probably going to lose at least one dragon. I think that, too. Over, under, on dragons at half a dragon. Uh, I'll take the over. Here's my question about the dragons. How come nobody's building a ballista? I think Cersei is. Cersei has I think one. she's definitely she secretly building one. Giants can throw spears to the top of the Great Wall, so... You know, they can... To take down the ice dragon? To, to take down... Oh, oh, the ice dragon, yeah. Uh, they have trebuchets, their superior siege weapon. Oh, you mean who's taking down... Who's building something to take down the ice dragon? Yeah, I mean, the Winterfell knows now that there's an ice dragon. Yeah, so. yeah. but... Also, all right, so let's jump to the logistics of the travel, okay? <laughs> I'm done talking that. about the themes of the episode. Uh, my last one was essentially, at, because they got went from serious to stupid, is everyone is dumb and irrational, and the writers are fatigued with developing the show. So all this stuff about how everyone's throwing shade at each other, great. Why are you being so petty? Let's move on. The logistics of how people get around still doesn't make a total yeah. bunch of sense. I don't think anyone teleported this episode, but I don't think so. Sam! No, I think he was already there at the end of last yeah, season. Yeah, we were just watching it. He was there already. He was really? he was talking to Bran. That's the whole scene. That's why like they he he's oh, sure yeah. now. Yeah, they have like true. an they have like a fireside chat. Yeah. 
intercut with the with the um, with the music and the face and the baby and the sex and all that stuff. Here's my whole thing on that though. It took four episodes for him and Gilly to get down from the wall all the way to Old Town, or like Harmontown, whatever the town next to Old Town is. <laughs> Harmontown. Um, and then like the Harmon Quest. <laughs> and, then, and then he just takes a boat right back up, and he's got to go like all the way around. Could could have had a little boat voyage where Sam's throwing up just one scene. Yeah, I mean he did throw up a lot in the Citadel while he was cleaning up cleaning up doo doo. Ooh, that was a rough yeah, yeah. montage of clips. Yeah, talk played. about a supercut of gross stuff. That's I always, one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite sequences. Though. I love that. It was really? in the last, yeah. and I don't want to dwell on that because it's last season. But it all totally though it didn't make any sense with the way all these like it's the first of its kind in the scenes in all of the show. Mm-hmm. We watched some of episode one and we saw there were a lot of close-up shots. It was it was way different in terms of like style. And the the fun supercut of the poop and the gagging and the food and the brushing and all this stuff was anyway, whatever. <laughs> um because I don't because Sam didn't teleport, I don't think there's there's not that big of an issue. But I don't understand how Winterfell is gonna be able to deal with the ice dragon because Bran tells them he just tells them as soon as the they come in through the front door. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Thanksgiving. He's like, by the way, turkey's burned. It's like, oh, people haven't started saying hello yet. And you're already giving us the bad news. So he just says, yep, they have the ice dragon. And good luck with that. Turkey's burnt. It came back to life. And now it's flying around spitting blue fire. Not only do you. we not have it and we're not going to be able to eat it, but it's actually trying to kill all of us. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably going to. Yeah. So We locked it luck. in the kitchen, but we're going to have to open that door at some point yeah. to deal with that. Good luck with that. The, seal, the rest of SEAL Team 6 tell us, thankfully, that they were riding south from the wall. So they get to Last Hearth. Not knowing what happened at Winterfell, right? They don't know that little Lord Umber was sent there back from Winterfell to get his to get his troops. So then they see. Then they got the. Did you think that was the Karstark logo? I mean, uh, 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 sigil. Or you think it was something else? No. I well, so they ended up doing the spiral in two other scenes. Um, the spiral ends up appearing under the uh, dragon castle dragonstone that's it dragonstone <laughs> so when they uh when john was first trying to uh romance his aunt and they ended up going under there and he's like oh this is where the children of the forest used to live hey, here's some markings what were they trying to tell us and it's like very obviously some white walkers humans and children of the forest standing against the white walkers they had the spiral symbol and also the little uh they have like a diamond symbol that appeared in the first episode Whoa. Of season one. I don't remember mm. any of this. Um, so that symbology is linked to the children of the forest, who did create the uh, the others or the White Walkers. And the thing about uh, that is, uh, we don't really know the point. I I don't really think conclusively anyone can say that they they know what it is. Uh, maybe only George R. R. Martin knows, and he didn't even tell the show. <laughs> Um, so I don't even know if that may be revealed. Mm. That was really the only interesting, like mystery lore thing of the episode, because that's what this is missing now that we're in the final season. Is like the symbology, the the mystery. Right. We've got these theories about is Brand a Night King. So some of the things that Brand say to your point, Alex, is is like. Yeah, is he waiting for Jamie or is he waiting for someone else, mm-hmm. right? When he says, I'm waiting for an old friend, one of Bran's old friends, sarcastically, one of the uh, the Three-Eyed Crow's old friends, right, who would be someone like a, ch- a child of the forest or the Night King, someone that's, someone that's mystical, that's either coming down with that army or from elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, John's uncle, whose name is escaping me, I mean, fucking basically committed suicide for no reason while while saving John last season, but yeah. Red so Jack I mean, Uncle aside Benji. from yeah, yeah, Uncle Benji, that's it, Uncle Benjamin. <laughs> so that's it. Like that's it for the interesting well, symbolism and I, stuff, if, right? As far as mystery, I th- I think there's something really weird about Euron leaving Yara very lightly guarded. 
because it was way too easy for uh, Theon to get onto that boat and and make it escape. It didn't seem like he had a whole team. It seemed like he was just himself, like stealthing through. They had the benefit of a ship full of mutes that couldn't yell for help. So there's that. Although they're not deaf, you think they would have maybe heard some some feet rustling through through the docks or something like that. I don't know. I think that was just plot to get them going. Do you think they all communicate through sign language? No, just intense stares and grimacing. Yeah, stares, (laughs) grimacing, and punching each other. There's just an alpha dog pyramid of the slaves on the ship. Oh, So, Hmm. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, it did seem like that ship fell pretty easy for uh, a bunch of elite soldiers. and You know, his literal personal best guard. That's what I'm saying. I I don't really... I think... I mean, Euron, like, like Euron's gang got wiped out way too quick. Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, what's happening? And they all got arrows through their... Yeah. Are, they, are the Ironborn supposed to be good archers? Is that I, their SEAL Team 6? Does every <sighs> kingdom have a SEAL Team 6? I mean, I figured... He, wasn't, he had like a, a crossbow. You can't shoot an arrow that close range inside of a boat. Like, it'd be useless. I guess they had crossbows. Just, also, just drop it. It's like a single shot uh, <laughs> shotgun. Overall, uh, as far as they how ended up, how they did that scene, they could have did a little better. I wanted to see, like, uh, maybe Theon coming out of the water up to his nose, and he doesn't quite come out yet to, like, inhale until he needs like to. Like, fucking right. commando? Yeah. yeah. yeah and exactly. he has, like, dirt and, like, seaweed all over his face, and then he... And then you just see, like, already eight men are climbing up the boat when he goes to climb up. That would have been yeah, so been much cooler. Then, if, oh then my arrow God, to the wait, eye. Yes, okay. absolutely. So, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Before you go there, because you're getting excited. If you had to choose between the dragons or this thing that you're about to talk about, which would you... Spoiler alert, whatever it is we're talking about right now. Uh, <laughs> like, because I don't want to talk about the dragon scene yet. Remind me if we forget when we get to the show. Um, yeah, absolutely. That would have been awesome. So show some new Ironborn technology that they've used to yeah. stealthily infiltrate ships and yeah. sabotage claws. ships. Claws. Exactly. They don't, they don't need rope. Right. Claws, right? That hook right into the, um, um, what's it called? Just the... The sides. side of the boat. Yeah, the side of the boat. Yeah, right, right in the grooves of, uh, of uh, the wood, right? Yeah. And they come overboard and they just start slitting guys' throats. Or it's their boats. They made them. They know about a hatch. They just opened it up. They're coming in underneath. There you go. They have a back there's, door. There's other slaves that are just like waiting by the oars to start rowing. They're like, shh. And they only kill like oh, they need to kill like yeah, whatever, her. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. There's a little there's a little sabotage where there's like a leak and then they get some people to go down and fix a leak and then they start slitting throats there, right? They yeah. come yeah. through the back door. Yeah, absolutely. So much better. All right. I hope the writers are paying attention. Yeah, we fixed that for you. You're yeah. welcome. Okay. That segment was called We Just Fixed Something in the Show. Go back <laughs> and change it. We'll be here waiting. Um, all right. I have something written down here, a little segment called This is the Worst. And the worst thing in the show is probably not the interactions. It's the CG. Aside I, from the dragons, I thought it was all really bad. I, I saw this again. And I didn't see the artifacting that you guys are talking about. It looked pretty clean to me. It looked like someone was uh, built a Minecraft replica of Winterfell, and they were zooming out with some shaders. <laughs> it, it was like not the best thing I've seen as far as Winterfell. Um, I almost wish it was like a mat, and someone painted it and had little detail, and you had like, oh, there's a person walking. A little Bob Ross. I was yeah. in your happy, happy little tree. Oh. Yeah, you know when I rewatched the episode, it looked a little bit better on my computer but when they have that wide shot of winterfell early on in the episode mm. yeah the the weirwood tree flickers it changes its shade of of red ever so slightly oh, but if you're looking directly at it it's very obvious and also it doesn't seem to fit in terms of the time like when it happens because it's meant to simulate an actual real aerial shot of the city in that point in time right so you have to think about well who entered the walls of winterfell first did everyone come in no it was probably the queen that entered first and everyone's waiting and then once that's done everyone else that is like semi-important comes in after but when they pan out to the wide shot there isn't a soul in sight no one's pitching tents there isn't a human being and they get far enough where you see what looks like 300 yards of road directly in through the front gate. There is nothing happening there at all. And I'm going, 
what was the point of this? Why wouldn't they just... How did this make it through the final edit? They, they showed a little bit of construction. They had like four different trebuchets they featured that were already constructed. Oh, boy. They were they're ramping them up, testing them out, swinging it around. Oh, I, wish I do had. agree with the tent thing. That did bother me. On every rewatch, I couldn't unsee that. that <laughs> all the tents had the same amount of snow, and they're all set up identically. Not even like... One one soldier was too lazy to set up his tent. And he's yeah. still like struggling with it or something. There's like <laughs> no details. It was just copy and paste. Hey, how many tents do you want? I don't know. How about twelve rows and like I don't know forty columns. Yeah. Okay, guy. Copy paste. Clone tool. It looked exactly like when you are walking past a new development and they show you the three render of what the building's gonna look like. <laughs> These are the model tents. Right. They're, right. Oh. Except in, they only have one model tent. It, it's like imagine having like one tree. Only, right? And you just like trans, you just constrain transform it all over the place through like a three D render of a park. It's like wow, there's only one type of tree in all of this new. Oh park man, of the park. I really, I really wish you would have gotten that clip so you could watch it. Just like <laughs> I just, I just described it to you in perfect detail. Oh, but I, I I've seen that a, a couple times now that that scene, and I can't find that tree. It's you not, guys have to point it out to me. No, no, no. Well, the weirwood tree is one thing, but the tents is a separate scene. And it just looks like they... Oh, no, the tents, I, the tents I get. Oh, okay. Oh, the... oh, what about the dragons? What'd you guys think of... Uh... <laughs> all right, let's get Which to part? this scene. I'll Which show part? you the world. All right, all right. Leave, yeah, oh. bring, us, bring us into this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, nephew and aunt end up going out to... Uh, the aunt's going to train her, her nephew on how to ride a bike, but instead of a bike, it's dragon. It's absolutely like a millennial Gen Z date. Where it gets hot and heavy, they have a bunch of sex, and then they go on their first date. They go, yeah. they go to the park and they ride roller coasters. Yeah, and also like she's been complaining about this whole time about how hungry this fucking dragon is, and this dragon's about to, like, it's starving. It's the SUV of animals. Yeah, of cryptozoology. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I'm out of gas. Let's go for a drive." And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, just get on. So I thought there was like an objective and that they were going to uh, logistically just get something done to right. like, uh, and then have a conversation or kiss or I don't know what the point of the scene even was now that I think about it. John can ride dragons. It's for us to see the how judgmental the dragons are. <laughs> as soon as they start kissing, that dragon's just looking oh. at him like, this ain't right. It, mm. Nah. If the point was to make me ask a lot of questions out loud during the episode so no one could hear what was going on, then it effectively succeeded. There you go. Because, okay, aren't only Targaryens supposed to be safe around dragons? Yep. Right. The answer is yes, Fact. right? Okay. Uh, flashback to Tyrion being not murdered by the dragons in a middle season. That was when all the hype around Tyrion being a secret Targaryen was kind of in full mm -hmm. force. We haven't really heard a lot about that yet. But if he isn't, that lends a little bit of credence to the idea that they can sense whether Danny really trusts someone and maybe that's the reason for not getting toasted. Okay, so I can buy this. But if that's not the case and Targaryens are only supposed to be able to ride dragons, does Danny not know that? Yeah, the dragon was like... <sighs> That's definitely a Targaryen. The, the, when they get off and they kiss in front of the waterfall, like it's the last of the Mohicans, the the uh, what's the green dragon's name? It that's a uh, that's a uh, Viserion. No, it's not Rhaegar. Viserion. It's it's a uh, Viserion, right? Oh, okay. He uh, he's looking at John as if to say, I don't know. It's clearly like they put a lot of work into rendering an expression on the dragon's face. Right. It's like, who are you, dude? Or don't you do you not know? Have you watched How to Train Your Dragon? I wish they made them more expressionful, and they like the dragons looked at each other like Ooh. with like eyelashes. <laughs> but you're right. Why didn't they? Um, why wasn't it just something that turned into a chemistry moment when they needed to go out and do something real? This is where I was talking about how they're not doing enough with Danny's character to make mm. her more than just a figurehead for, or just a a, a point of conflict between other characters that are doing more stuff. Yeah. They could have been going on, you know, a scouting mission. We just heard about the the Night King has the other dragons. Yeah. Let's go check that out. And then you kind of realize like, oh, the dragon likes him, it's safe, <laughs> etc. Maybe he falls off of the one dragon and then the second one catches him. Which would also be corny, but at least they'd be on some kind of like a mission. And it wasn't like, hey, you know what? Um we got all that bad news. Let's go on a date. Yeah. This is the this is the writer's fatigue. For sure. I don't know. This is the part where it's like your characters did nothing. 
this this one action doesn't cause anything else plot wise. Yeah, so it falls flat. Also, the conversations that are having that are like one on one, like each one of these little scenes, there's nothing really else significant about the scene. They're not doing anything. Like their yeah, objective yeah. is to like it doesn't move the plot along at all. No, nothing they do at that waterfall like, is going to have implications later for them down the line. Watch that be where uh, uh, the mountain ends up facing off against the hound. Or something. <laughs> <That waterfall. laughs> like has huge significance. At that, at that waterfall? Oh, man. Well, waterfalls have a significance. You were telling me about uh, during the show that they went to, uh, Jon Snow and Egret went to like a spa. Yeah. Yeah, they were in, uh, they were in uh, some hot springs or something. Yeah. And yeah. it was the same thing. He's, one of them says, oh, we could just stay here. I mean, if it's not deliberately meant to trigger your memory about yeah. that. Maybe John was just like, oh, you remind me of my ex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, me and my ex used to do this do until you... some 12-year-old shot her through the eye or something. Did you notice any of these other callbacks? That was definitely a clear callback. There was also the, the Gendry Milady. Yes. Callback. Yeah. They did a lot. I mean, that stuff. was pretty... But those are the only ones that I don't... I didn't have a moment where I went, ugh. Like, I, I generally liked... I thought that was handled better than... Yeah. All these other ones, I didn't think it was as ham-fisted. So, um, and like I said, those two seem to have maybe it was maybe it's all Maisie Williams, but they they seem to have a pretty decent amount of chemistry. Um, what I, if, what oh, if the on. dragons just found a dire wolf and they're like, let's eat it, and it turns out to be like it turns uh, out to be Nymeria. He's like, well, all my dragons eat what they want. That's fucking sad. That would be pretty tough. It would be pretty symbolic too. So I hope they. Uh, Figure that out. I what if do, what, what if ghost breathes fire and destroys? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> ends well, bistro and bar. Although I can't guarantee that Game of Thrones will ends well, I can guarantee that everything ends well and ends well. Seven seven three Fulton Street, the coolest, hippest Dungeons and Dragons themed bar. It's a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> themed bar. Um, you're welcome, you're Ty. <laughs> That actually was a good one. I like that one. I would love that because it would be so shit. And they're just like, we got to get rid of these characters. Come on. Like, yeah. I can't keep writing them in. Well, that's, again, with the whole, like, why do they have time to go on this date? Gendry is the only person who's doing oh. anything. Yeah. Speaking of doing nothing, what the fuck is Cersei doing? Okay. Her, like, in every other scene that they ended up having in the North, when someone's leading, they'll have some, like, uh, some, like, bookie or whatever telling them, oh, well, the grain silo started. We, we only have this much food. We have this much corn. Yeah. You know, she's, like, doing nothing. She's just waiting to talk to, uh, what's-his-face. Carver? Yeah. And Euron. Euron. Yeah, yeah, Euron. And, like... Uh, she has no responsibilities. No one cares about the set blowing up. There's no inner politics going on in King's Landing. Uh, there's not a religious uprising or a revolt anymore. It's just like everyone's fine with this insane queen. True. We get no city shots at all, right? Yeah, we don't get any reactions of like, well, how's, how's how are the people down here doing? They're yeah, like, well, they, well, they throw room, up, bedroom. That's it. They blew they blew that budget on that battle. We're gonna get next uh, next episode. Yeah, I didn't really need to see that, but. They're they're definitely cutting corners or two. So what do you think? Yeah, we focused only on Winterfell. Like, we didn't see anything. But do you think Cersei actually is doing anything down there? Like, reasonably speaking, what could she? Like, I mean, is she making more? Um, that episode would have been a great setup for that if she's talking about like, oh, so how many jars of uh, dragon fire do we have now? Oh, we have thousands, the hundreds, yeah, ten, yeah, there's ten jars. Maybe something <laughs> like. You know, where's the army right now? It's like, oh, they're ready to go, whatever. It's like, I'm not sending them there. Yeah. I've got a different plan. What did we learn from that scene? The Euron and uh, Cersei? No. Most important fact in the entire show, that there's no elephants in this fucking show. Sorry, book readers. Well, dude, they're letting you know right now. You got dragons, but no, no so, elephants. So, who do you think that line was for? I really think it was no. for the book. It was like, sorry, you're not getting them. So, so wait, they happen in the books? You get elephants no, in the books? No, we don't get this far into the story, but I'm just saying. Everyone's no, psyched somewhere? About the... There's a battle with some elephants somewhere? No, there are elephants. So the the they do have elephants, and they were able to previously transport elephants to Westeros. They had these boats called cogs, and there's a particular type of boat called a great cog that is capable of transporting Creative. elephants. 
But apparently there is a storm and there's no great cog vessels in existence anymore and they're too big to build and expensive because they're really only for like transporting huge things like elephants. Like they're but, like um, aircraft carriers. Um, and previously in battles in Westeros, there were elephants. Uh, uh, Aaron Targaryen ended up having, I think, three marching in his column of troops during something that I ended up finding as a reference. But in outside of that narrow reference, they mentioned it in season, season seven where she ended up saying she did want elephants. And then they just had that one clip where, oh, that's not feasible. We don't have the budget for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. We got these dragons. We can't 3D render elephants oh, on aircraft carriers. It would have been pretty easy, though. They could have just been like, there's one. Yeah. What about the fact that Euron just really loves his bathrobes? I, I don't really understand his outfits. They've so given him license with the character. So remember in the, in the first appearance of Euron, he was like all buttoned up and everything. And then I remember watching one of these like after the show things and they were saying how, yeah, he, he just came in one day a little drunk, I guess, and just like decided he wanted to do it, like funk it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, and now they just like let him loose because who cares? Yeah. Well, it's just weird because you see enough Ironborn and sure they're not wearing, you know, uh, mail and stuff that's ready to, ready to rock like on a mainland battlefield, but it's they're just bathrobes there's it's just three of them over each other and a really long scarf so. does does he have swagger though you're on nah man i don't like it. he just seems kind of like an asshole well he's pretty arrogant i don't know he's definitely this he's the swaggiest character left in the show i mean i think he's kind of suave i don't know yeah no yeah no yeah no I, th- I think Maisie Williams, uh, Arya, is, is the swaggiest character. Well, she has some charm. I don't know if she... I won't know if I would go if, as far as to say that she's swag. Eh, maybe. Dude, the yeah. way that like she stood up to the mountain... Mountain, sorry. The uh, hound. The hound. Yeah. And like, he, he like comes up to her and she's just like standing there and he goes, you're a cold little bitch, you know that, and walks away. I was like, yeah. 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 No one does that. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, I'm still not convinced Arya is anything less than an absolute psychopath at this point. Right, so what is perceived as being swaggy is probably reserved for people who aren't psychos. There's Although maybe way. she's not a psycho. You know, we get to see her. She's our psychopath. I'm just saying. What, what's her, her? What's her goal? Just to know. kill people? <laughs> just be be death? Yeah. It's it's a good question. That's a good question. Like yeah, we, like we, everyone else has a clear objective. She of has her list, though, her. right? She's a, the, yeah, one has an like, objective or a gripe. She seems to have neither. Revenge. She's kind of put down the, the revenge card a little bit for for. I mean, I guess she's, she's literally talking to her her kill right there. Yo, dude, when they when when she saw the hound, how do how would it feel if you thought you killed somebody and they just showed up? Mm. That does some shit to you. I do believe that she, and this is going to contradict my dumb take about how she's a psycho. Um, I mean, I just think that she just didn't really want to kill him. I think she's kind of annoyed that he's there and he, he's, you know, you're look, you don't want to admit the fact that you're kind of glad that he's alive, but you're also like, I didn't want to see you again. I, you know what I mean? I think the hound's like basically her, uh, adopted her father. Yeah. yeah. Like, like she has a history. They, she took on a lot of his traits of being just a cold blooded asshole. Yeah. I, oh, another thing I thought of that was a callback, right? In that first season when, Ned is talking to John the last time they see each other. He says, the next time we speak or the next time we see each other, I'll tell you about your mother. Yeah. And it's very clear that, like, it's hard to tell the faces apart, but in this episode, it's extremely clear that that is the Sean Bean, Ned Stark statue. It's in the background when Sam tells tells John the story about his parentage. Mm. So there's there's some good callbacks and references mixed into the high school drama slash awkward Thanksgiving holiday slash end of summer camp vibe of this entire <laughs> this entire premiere. Uh, you know what d- disappoints me, though? It's like, it, it is not a... I don't think it's a strong... I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't really think it's a strong episode. I don't think so. But either. I know that a lot of people are going to like it because of that wet, hot American summer kind of, like, feel to it. And to you, fuck you. That's <laughs> not a, it's not a good episode. I might go the other way and... 
think about how there's going to be people really dissecting every single scene. Like we're making fun of the three rendering of the tents and they're going to be counting them to see if that means something. So if you're going to really look past the forest and look at every individual tree of this episode, Maybe. you're going to have, you're just going to be occupied and it's going to be fine. Um, I'm just, you know, a little annoyed about the, the lack of mystery behind all this stuff. And yeah. I would like to see more of that. Like, Oh, that season one callback to the Ned being there when he finds out, like, I like the, that's a I good like that thing a to put in, yeah. you know, and it's not it. in your face. It's just, it's there. Right. Um, that's all right. Good stuff. Yeah. Let's get to some categories. Oh, wait, you got something else to, to uh, mention? Well, no, I mean, I don't know. I overly dissected the episode and started giving meaning to just shadows in the background of other episodes <laughs> of Game of Thrones. So, uh, is there, I mean, is there I don't know if there is any additional meaning to these scenes. I feel like they're just put in there and, and that's it. Yeah. They said their words. All right, I have a few categories here. They're like nominees and winners and stuff like that. We can see if this works. Uh, the first one is called... You done fucked up. Did a character in this episode screw up something? Is it going to get them killed next episode? Did they just totally ruin a scene almost to the point where it becomes plot contrivance? So I have written down John for like renouncing his crown and, and all this, this whole like debacle. Okay. Uh, Tyrion for trying to help out John by saying that the Lannisters are also going to help. <laughs> Yeah. Gendry for even speaking to the Hound after making him that axe because he just got burned. It's like only, only what did he say? Only cowards and cocksuckers make weapons. Like which, which one are you? you? I don't know what the first word was, but he definitely said cocksuckers. Uh, he said, uh, oh, <laughs> maybe it was like eunuchs and co- something like that. Some idiots. Ah, whatever. He gets burned. Okay. Uh, Jorah for not telling Danny or Sam about Sam's family. I mention this because I'm pretty certain that Jorah knows. He knows that Sam is a Tarly because Sam gives him his family's sword because John has his, his mean Jorah's. And if he knows that, then he knows of what happened to, you know, he knows that the parented, he knows that the Tarleys were burned. So I would fire my staff if someone let me go into a meeting like that, uh, that unprepared. Exactly. Who is like, who was supposed to tell me this information? That's... Every meeting is a meeting that people are unprepared for. Last season was all about being unprepared for the meeting where you think you're on the same page, like you and your VP, and then you and Sansa go in there and you're like, excuse me, if you felt this way, could you have told me before we got going here? Like, I'm trying to do something here and you're totally screwing this up. You really threw me under the bus out there in front of like all the nobles. I totally could have taken your side if we knew this up front. But I already went in one direction, and you kind of undercut me there. Yeah. Now everyone's mad at me. I actually I was it. asking what dragons eat so we can see how many days of dragon food we have. Yeah, um, do you really need to ask those numbers in public so that everyone starts to panic? Can't we just go into the back room and talk about that later? Also, who is this little girl? Why yeah. is she talking in this room? Where did she get that coat from? <laughs> that looks like a southern... Anyway, final one is... Uh, is Danny for not telling John whether he burned the Tarleys, like what she's been up to, like how she's handling this kind of stuff. I don't, that's last because I don't think that's a good reason, I but like I needed to was, round out the numbers. That was really important for, I feel, someone else to tell him. It probably shouldn't have been her job. Realistically. I mean, if she was like, oh, you're a Tarly. Hmm. And then just be like, tell him <laughs> when I'm gone. Well, maybe it 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 comes to um, the question of what John and uh, and Dan, Danny actually talk about. You know, oh my best friend Sam, like he's totally cool. Like he's not like us. He's not like a fighter, but like he really he reads a lot. You know, like he's really smart. Yeah, he doesn't like, like his him. dad. You know, I never met his dad, but he seems like kind of a dick. Uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. Dad's my right. Cool though. He's definitely got a sword like mine. Though, like his family's got like. Uh, a Valerian Steel Sword too. Yeah, so yeah. like both our families have Valerian Steel Sword so that's like really cool. You know? Like we're like best friends. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we really like quilted leather. Yeah, we uh, we met at the Night's Watch. We totally hit it off. Like I kind of saved him like no big deal. So he's pretty loyal he got to me. got bullied a lot. I felt bad for him. He was such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so who, uh, who fucked up uh, the most out of those people? Unless you have another nominee. 
I, I think Gendry's so unimportant. I feel like he has to die tragically. So um, <laughs> I'm really glad they ended up showing him actually working with the the Dragonstone type of stuff because that was dope. Yeah, they melted you see, it down. It was like blue. Did you see how they did that though? Like they gave you little clues throughout the whole show. So they were doing um they were like grinding them. Oh, this is this the scene where they're like proposing a marriage. Uh, the Onion Knight. Tyrion and uh, the eunuch Varys so they're all talking about that and right in the background they're just like grinding the little dragon stone up and stuff and then like what do they do with that I guess they like pour it in with metal yeah or, I don't know yeah like that stuff was crazy cool I feel like yeah. they're explaining it to me right there I'm like oh and then they then they they just pour, pour it, it in molds yeah. yeah and then what heat it so it re-solidifies itself is that is that how it happened or wait, wait was it melted yeah they, had... they they made it into like a paste Oh, I didn't notice the pace. I, I saw them break apart the mold with the arrowheads. So I saw that part. But yeah, yeah we didn't see him hammering the axe at all. It was imbalanced, though. You think the, one, the, the smaller side was chunkier and heavier? Don't you kind of want your axe to have... Well, no, I guess hatchets aren't balanced like mm. that. I, I would never go into battle with an axe. Just to, like, Your center of gravity is moving. I know, but if you're... They established that... The hound is very, very strong when he carries the box with the white and just lays it down in whatever the hell that place was last mm. season. You think he's going to use that axe to kill his brother? I don't know, but you got to pick one of these fucking nominees, man. Unless you have another one. I have a new one. I, it's, it's Sansa for sending Little Lord Umber back and he gets himself killed. Nah, he, she can't know anything about that. It's just war. Maybe everybody's got the same level of threat. I think the, the bad one is definitely uh, Jorah when they go into that meeting. Tell what's his name? Yeah, <laughs> it's Jorah. Yeah, it's kind of that, a yeah. meeting. <laughs> okay, Danny was unprepared, and Sam did him a solid. So at least he could have been like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I know the history of your family," and they're all dead. Points to Sam though for not like being petty and then going like, "Well, you're fucking your nephew." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Enswell Bar and Bistro. Line. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the address. Seven seven three. Prospect. In Fulton. Fulton. <sighs> seven seven three. Okay. Fulton. <laughs> Back to one. The long night lasts a very long time, and it eventually ended well, just like Enswell Barn Bistro at seven seven three Fulton Street, opening in May. Go there for fine cocktails and French and Vietnamese cuisine. Enswell Barn Bistro. <laughs> I have a next category here. Who teleported? We thought it was Sam, but I don't think anyone did. So we got a nice episode where no one actually, like... Possibly Theon. Where the fuck was he, and how did he catch up? Well, he goes from Dragonstone to um, King's Landing, right? Yeah. Do, do we have a map in front of us? Uh, it No, that's actually pretty doable. It's yeah. on the eastern coast. They're both on they the east. They have the harbor up there. Okay. So. Nice. No teleportation this episode. <clears throat> okay, now back to our, our game we did during our, our warm-up, where we filled out a sheet where we predicted when every single person was going to die. We're going to refill it out for next week, but why don't you guys tell us who you thought was going to die episode one? Alex, we'll start with you. Oh, me? Uh, I definitely thought that Jon Snow was going to die. I thought when he was climbing onto that dragon, this was a classic accident, and he was going to fall off. This is it. I said... The Hound, uh, the Mountain, Brienne. I thought the whole action scene with no table setting was going to take place first so that they could have an exciting conclusion and wrap up all the loose ends for the next five episodes. Sad trombone sound effect. <laughs> so, oh for what? <laughs> I haven't figured out the scoring for this, but I had the none same. of it, we all lost. Do I have like ten negative points now? I no. Said we you can't be, you were, there's no point in being penalized for making... Okay. A lot of guesses. Okay. We'll figure out a mathematical way to make this fair. But I just think it's amusing how you guys guessed a lot. So, Axel, <laughs> what did you say? I had the same situation happen with you and Jon Snow. You're watching that scene and you're going like, this is it. This is going to happen with uh, Beric. When they go into the uh, it's it's the Umber castle, right? Yeah. And they're going there. I'm like, this is it. This is where it's going to happen. You were close. You were in like the final two minutes of the game and you were going, can we pull this out? Can I get a couple of W's up, up on the board? <laughs> exactly. Can I win some of my props? <laughs> Nah, nothing. Yeah, what else What else did you say? I got... Uh, Dollar said. Yeah, Ed, 
the hound. I thought because I thought the battle was going to happen, so I thought maybe they'd open up strong with uh, the the Clegane Bowl, and the hound oh, would man, get it. No way. I thought if there is a battle, cover my bases, Grey Worm, Bob Aaron. Maybe, yeah, let's. You know? Okay, I just said Barrack, and I was wrong. I was like, this guy's going to be the first one to go. I thought he was going to die when Seal Team Six went over the wall. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he's got to go. You know, and the fact that he's using his sword as a torch, <laughs> which, by the way, great use of a sword. I thought was so stupid. It totally takes away the gravity of that level of magic, where it's like it's like flame on, like it's like Johnny Storm using his flame on to toast bread. I'm like, dude, you're a superhero, man. Like, the world's at stake. Flame on, let's go fucking do this. And then you cut away to you know behind the scenes of the Fantastic Four, and he's in there like accidentally fucking up shit in his kitchen, and he's he's burning his food. I just couldn't I couldn't get past this. Man, it made me so it. so upset. I think that's great. You guys got any predictions? I think. Okay, here we go. I think after they lose Winterfell, they're going to meet up with Podrick. What do you mean meet up? Because he's already there in Winterfell. Wait, Podrick is in Winterfell? Yeah, I thought he was in the Vale. No, he's in Winterfell. He's in Winterfell. No, Bob Aaron is in the Vale. Well, presumably. Well, then I think they're all going to have to fall back to the Vale. That kind of makes sense. Winterfell is just going to get wrecked. I mean, trebuchets definitely will end up getting them a little bit of an edge, but they don't have enough. That's a shame. How many people do you think escape total? I think because if they get wrecked, it's going to be in the low hundreds, right? Mm. Like wrecked, wrecked. I think it's like a lot of people die. Like one dragon at least. That's pretty high stakes. Danny and John get away on a dragon. Um, I don't know. I think only maybe either the. Seal Team Six guys get out, and some of some troops, maybe Grey Worm gets out, but I kind of want him to die. Mm. It, might, it might make uh, not Melisandre, 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 whatever. Yeah, a lot more interesting. Tongue, yeah, fingers tongue. and tongue. Yeah. It's gonna be a tragic romance. Yeah, you, I predict his death. Do you think they're gonna wind up using the crypts to escape? You think it's gonna be a situation like that? I don't know. I don't want. I don't want the internet to win. But if they do, that'd be kind of cool. I'd like to see how they do that. It's bad. Your record's not going to be very good in 2019 if you don't want the internet to win. What about the... uh, Generally speaking. The crossbow situation with... uh, With uh, Braun? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't didn't mention that. They ended up saying specifically that he had, what, six chests of gold? And Tyrion always ended up saying, if someone gives you money to kill me, I'll double it. So let's hope that they have 12 chests of gold. Let's. <laughs> right, he gets what, six? Yeah, whatever. He said, like, it's all out in a cart just waiting. They're going to need. Like, I'm in a shitty neighborhood, dude. This is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just left that unlocked. Not even not a very good one either. Those ladies were, like, not in, into it at all. Uh, yeah, they kind of were all chatty. It was uh, kind of rude. They were a little distracted, yeah. Littlefinger really ran a tight ship, and he's not around anymore. Yeah, there was definitely a level of professionalism that might have been lacking. Although, perhaps Bronn knew them and had kind of let them uh, chit-chat about other things. And he just wanted to draw the line at dragon boner yeah. stuff. Talk about predictions, though. Kyburn tells him that one of the girls has, like, a disease. <laughs> She's, She's going to die and the pups will take her in a year. Wait, which one? Which one? Which one? That's <laughs> yeah. very important right now. <laughs> Um, Can you look at this? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in Dorne? We haven't been in Dorne in a while. Dude, so who nothing knows? is popping in Dorne, probably. Nothing. Well, Dorne. all those houses are done. Right? Dorne. Um, what else? The, uh, the, the the Rose family? Okay, so here's here's a piece of like exposition that this episode could have used, which is uh, a maester telling someone like this exact information. Okay, here's who yeah. isn't going to join us because... Um, the Martells are wiped the fuck out. Imagine King's Landing if she had a huge map in front of her, mm-hmm. and then somebody was just like, okay, the Dorn families are definitely down for the count, and then she's like ignoring it. <laughs> uh, Euron just kicks the door open and is like, we gotta talk uh, uh, about my dick. We gotta talk <laughs> about the fact that I really want to get laid, because horniness is also a minor theme of yeah. this entire episode. You know, you're right. They could have totally done that in like a war room kind of yeah. thing. It's called writing. Yeah. Ever heard of it? 
Okay. Explain the feel to me. How much time do you think is going to pass between episodes one and two? This one we just watched. I think it's just a week. We see it next week. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cut that out, but I might be too lazy. I'm going to leave it in. I'm not going many... to edit anything. We're going to have awkward dead spots and everything. Will, the real question, will Brand be in the same space? I hope so. <laughs> He's got his little handicap spot. He's just like... Not moving. This is my spot. This is where I get the best sun. <laughs> I'm waiting for a friend. I really hope so. Okay, that concludes our Game of Thrones Season 8 Episode 1 Reaction Pod. Well, that was a mouthful. How do you guys feel? Excited for next week. Great, me too. I love Alex bringing the, uh, bringing the enthusiasm <laughs> after we've been at this for, for some time. Uh, if you made it this far and you enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review us uh, anywhere. Apple, um, or podcast. Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. Yeah. We're found as everywhere podcasts are heard. Uh, follow us on Twitter for some intermittent and maybe not so good Twitter content at AdTubListPod. If you want to get in touch with us, either as a listener or prospective advertiser, email the show at info at podcast. And also check out our Instagram. Yep. Yep. Check that out. That exists. 